Hey there, welcome to Live Happily Ever Now. I am your host, Carrie Briggs. If you found this podcast, that is no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good, heal your life, and manifest the life of your dreams. I can't wait. Hello and welcome back to Live Happily Ever Now podcast. I am your host, Carrie Briggs. I know I'm saying I every time I start this, I say I'm so excited, but I really am so excited to be here. I am so honored that a lot of you have been continuing to listen to this and engaging and subscribing, and that just makes my heart so very, very happy. <laughs> so today's episode, I'm really going to be talking about people-pleasing and this energy around breaking it. So why do we people please? Why is this something that a lot of us are doing? How do we break away from it? And how do we take back control of our lives? It is, it will probably be a longer episode. We're going to see, we're going to see how this goes and just see where the energy flows and everything that's going on. So a lot of the times, a lot of the things that come up in my world, um, with my clients, with my friends, with everybody who continues to work with me or has been in my energy field is this energy of people pleasing. So I am a recovering people pleaser. I still do this. Something something that you may not know or you may know, it does not, I don't know, um, is that people pleasing is actually a coping mechanism that a lot of people pick up as children because they do not feel safe with the people in their lives. So they created this energy of people pleasing to feel safe, to have a sense of security um, to control the environment around them. So I am an empath. A lot of you are empaths, uh, highly sensitive, intuitives, anything around those realms. We picked up and were hyper aware of the things that are around us because of the people in our lives. So I, you know, was raised and there was a lot of narcissistic abuse happening around me growing up um, from school, from teachers, from whoever it may be. And I became hyper aware of the people around my life. I became hyper aware of the the conversations that were being had, of the energies in the room, of all of these things that were happening. And because I didn't like being the center of attention, I didn't, I know that's funny. <laughs> I don't like being the center of attention. I do actually now. Um, but I didn't like confrontation. I would agree and agree and agree with you to the T even if I didn't agree with an ounce of what I was saying, because I would rather make you happy than try and stand up and have a voice for myself. That is how how weak and how deep I was into this people-pleasing. Somebody, I remember one time, an old boss I was working with was talking about politics. And it was something that I am that I was completely against in the moment. But instead of saying anything and voicing my opinion, I agreed with him and then continued to like, nourish his feelings on the situation on the subject instead of standing up for myself and I remember feeling so gross and so disgusting to myself I'm like who what I can't but I cannot believe that I just agreed with him and stood up for him when it was went against every single part of who I am and what I believe in but that's how deep my people pleasing ran you know I would bend over backwards I was the person who said sorry 90,000 times to the point I didn't even realize I was saying sorry like to people where people were like you need to stop saying sorry and I'm like I don't even know I'm doing it because I was so used to 
being forced to apologize for everything in my life because I was a burden. I was taking up too much space. Um, I was not worthy enough to be present, to be shown, to have a voice, to say these things because I was stupid. I was dumb. I'll, and I talked about this in the very first episode. I had a lot of stories and a lot of people telling me that, you know, I'm never going to make anything of myself. I'm never going to be anything. I'm not, I'm just a waste of space. I take up too much space. I'm too much. I'm whatever it is. So I created this energy and this coping mechanism around people pleasing. And if I just would bend to their will, and if I would just let them walk all over me, then I could, I would be a better person. People would like me. People would not, people would like me. I had no friends. So if I just like, yes, 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 I love you. You're amazing. Yes, I agree with everything you're saying. Yes, I'll do whatever you want. Yes, blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Am I not, am I not doing enough? Am I not good enough for you? Am I not doing all the things? That is the energy that I was feeding into for years and years and years and years. And do you want to know where it got me? Absolutely nowhere. It led me deeper into my own hell deeper into my own self-despair, deeper into my own validation that I am not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, because if I wasn't serving others in a, a in a not, because a lot of the people that I was people-pleasing for were narcissistic abusers, narcissistic people who, again, I am not a therapist, I am not a doctor, this is just what I have come across in my life of with, with my own therapist, you know, we've come to these deductions, realizations, all these things, and, and the work I've done in this field. So I have been at the hand of a lot of narcissistic abusers and I felt the need to constantly have their approval in my life. I had to do whatever they told me to do when they told me to do it, or I was not good enough. And if I didn't do it in time, they proved to me that I was not good enough. I was, you know, I, I had to jump when I was told to jump or, or, or whatever happened. I was shamed. I was shunned. I was all these things. So I created this people-pleasing doormat so to speak energy because it was easier to do that than it was to stand up for myself it was easier to just wash rush wash away my morals ignore everything that I wanted than it was to stand up for myself this is why it took me so long to show up for myself because I was told, I was taught, that was not allowed. You never put yourself first. You always put everybody else before yourself. You never put yourself first. So why would I get rid of my, I didn't know, first of all, I didn't know I was a people pleaser. I did not know that I was a doormat. I did not know all these things has come to, you know, after many years of therapy and coaches and mentors and my spiritual awakening and all these things and people being like, that's not normal. Um, so yeah. I didn't know these things, but it was just, it was the way it was. I, I hated myself for it. I hated that I could never stand up for myself in a conversation. I hated that I could never speak my truth and what I thought because I didn't want to be shamed or shunned or laughed at because my ideas are stupid or my ideas are not good enough or how dare she speak. Again, I had teachers telling me I was stupid. So why would I ever voice my opinion and do anything? I shut up. I looked cute. I tried to look cute and I just allowed other people to walk all over me to where like people be like, can you come blah, 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 da, 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 blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like in the middle of something, you know, with my children and I'd have to jump to do that for them because I felt like I had to. It was a responsibility that I put on myself to make other people happy. This is also why I didn't have friends because I couldn't hold friendships because I didn't understand what a friendship was that I wasn't supposed to give, 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 give and not receive. Although nobody in my life was actually giving me anything for me to receive. It was just a very, I was in a lot of unhealthy, toxic relationships growing up.
So when it started coming down to how do I, I had no idea. First of all, I had no idea what a healthy, normal relationship with people looked like because I had always been the person who said, sorry, who's like, what do you need? What do you need? I'll be right there. Whatever it is, because that's, that's how I was raised. That's how I was brought up. There was nothing other than me. And if I, and again, if I didn't do it, then I was, um, ostracized. I was shamed. I was, um, reduced to ashes, so to speak. My ego was, you know, if I didn't do something exactly the way that I was supposed to do, then I was a narcissist. That's what I was told multiple times. You know, if I wasn't, if I wasn't putting everybody else before myself and I was a narcissist. So I just put on this people pleasing, this energy, this doormat energy to survive, to straight up to survive, to create relationships, quote unquote, that were toxic in my life just to survive, like straight up. <clears throat> so if you, if any of this resonates, first of all, I'm sending you so much love. If you're, if you're first, if this is the first time you're hearing something like this and you're like, oh my God, maybe I am a people pleaser. Maybe I am doing all these things. Um, you know, I have another example is I have a friend who works and she's like all these times, like I'm constantly second guessing myself or I'm allowing people to not pay my full price. So she has this product it's a certain price, but she's constantly lowering the price for certain people because she doesn't feel worthy enough. And she'd rather people please because she wants the sale than keep her value and keep her worth and charge what she's worth for that product. That isn't, that is a very, very tangible example of people pleasing that you may not understand. I did that as well, where I had clients where I'm like, oh, you can't, you can't afford my prices. Let me just drop them down for you. All that was doing was feeding into my people pleasing programming. It was feeding into their um, taking advantage, taking advantage of, I was being taken advantage of, they were taking advantage of me, all of these things. But there's, you know, another example is like, I love this one and it's so simple. And this is what I did forever. If you order food from a restaurant and you get it and it's wrong, what do you do? Do you sit there and just eat it? Or do you speak up for yourself? The reason I'm bringing this up is because I actually, I went to a restaurant this past weekend. I ordered food. It was wrong. They came back to me. It was completely wrong. And the old me would have just like suffered through it and eaten the meal. And the new me is like, oh, this is not what I've ordered. But by allowing, if I had just accepted it, and there are certain cases, like if, if, I mean, there are completely different scenarios where there are times where like, I will, if it's like something small, whatever it is. Um, This was like, I can't have this one item of food and they put it on my plate, even though I told them not to. Anyway, the old me would have people pleased and been like, it's fine. I'll eat it. I don't want to be a burden on you. But the new improved, better, not better, I guess better version of myself was like, um, this is not what I ordered. And you don't have to be snooty about it. You don't have to be bitchy about it, but you can just like make a point. Standing up for yourself is something as simple as that. That was impossible for me. I could have never sent food back before. I never did up until recently because I didn't think I was worthy enough to stand up for myself and replace my food. This is coming from somebody who has worked in the restaurant industry since she was 14 years old. I was a land cook. I have opened a couple of restaurants. I've done all these things. So I understand all sides of a restaurant. And I used to be frustrated when people sent food back, but it wasn't usually my fault. It's usually the waitress's fault, all these things. Anyway, long story short. Anyway. But I stood up for myself and that was a huge moment for me because I never used to do that. I would never stand up for myself. 
So if you like the, I'm showing you these examples, telling you these examples so that you can find ways to relate, be like, are you a people pleaser? Another thing is like, if you're, if you work somewhere and you are being taken advantage of, if you work somewhere and say the entire place is a shit show, so to speak, and you can see how to fix the issue or you are in a place of position where you can say something to fix the issue or if you aren't getting paid what you're worth and other people are getting paid more than you and you can see that other person is working but you just sit there and avoid everything also avoidance is another energy of people pleasing because well that's actually because it's two person like there's two coping mechanisms there's um anxiety like overthinking things and there's that's a whole other conversation and then avoiding anyway so there is your work you're at a job you're working you're being taken advantage of nobody is listening to you you have these ideas you can sit there and just pretend that everything's fine and just go on with your life or and guess what nothing is gonna change if you just sit there and pretend everything's fine and just agree with everybody or you could stand up for yourself stand up for your worth and be like this is an issue this needs to be fixed you can say it nicer. It doesn't have to be whatever. But if people are making you promises and not showing up for them and not allowing you to be your best self in your place of employment where you are hired to work. And again, there are definitely certain situations where you can't like go to the boss and be like, you're a dick. I need to raise all these things. But if you're in a place or a position that you can have a conversation where your opinion is valued, then you need to stand up for yourself. But by not standing up for yourself, you are people pleasing. You are allowing other people to walk all over you and you're never going to grow and you're never going to shift from where you are until you stand up for yourself, until you start breaking down this people pleasing patterning. When you start doing this, when you start setting boundaries, and this is exactly what it is. So people pleasing is the other side of boundaries. You're, you don't have boundaries when you're people pleasing. Setting boundaries is hard. Setting boundaries is painful. I have an entire masterclass on it. If you want um, $55 or you join my membership and you get access to it for free, which is only $55 and you get access to all the other amazing things. And there's a seven day free trial for my membership right now. So I'll drop that in the comments or something below. Anyway setting boundaries is hard. It's not fun. But once you start breaking by setting boundaries, you are there putting yourself first and breaking away from that people pleasing patterning, which can be painful, which can be messy. And people are going to start seeing it. And the people who used to take, take control over you or abuse you, so to speak, they're going to start pushing back and saying that you're a narcissist, you're blah, 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 you're all these things. And it's going to be painful. And it's going to be messy because when you start saying, no, because this is going to be your new favorite word. No. When you start saying no, you are reclaiming your power. When you start standing up for yourself, you are reclaiming your power. When you send back your food because it is incorrect from what you ordered, you are reclaiming your power. When somebody is telling you all of these things that you don't agree with and you say, you know, thank you for that insight but this is what I believe, you are standing up for yourself. When you want to go take a class or do something for yourself and other people say, no, you can't do that, you can stand up for yourself and be like, no, I can do this because this is for me. You are no longer available to nurture other people's energies or, or emotions or stories. You have one life, one body, yourself. 
you need to start standing up for yourself and standing up for what you believe in. And again, this is so much easier said than done. I have been doing this work for years and I'm finally at a place where I have set firm boundaries within myself because boundaries are for you, not for other people. If you take my boundaries class, you'll understand that. It is, it's, it's a lot of work and it's not fun and it's yucky, but you feel better. And the more that you do it, and you're going to go through waves, you're going to go through motions and times where you're like, am I a narcissist because I'm standing up? You're not, you're just breaking away from the programming and the coping mechanisms and the survival techniques that you've had for years. And it's going to feel sticky. And it's going to feel like you're losing a limb. But I promise you that once you start breaking away from these energies and start choosing yourself over what the, 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 quote, I can't, I hate saying the word abusers, but the people in your life who are taking advantage of you, the leeches, the yucky, blicky, yucky people and toxic people in your life. And you may even, and I'm not saying it's all toxic people or abusers in your life. Um, it could be simple as like your children. Like you could just like over people, please them. It could be simple as like your friends, you're, you're over people pleasing with them, but I want you to be aware. I'm inviting you to like, pay attention to the things in your life. Where are you constantly saying yes? When you want to say no, where are you constantly over giving when you don't have anything to give? Where are you constantly second guessing yourself when you're making decisions? Where are you devaluing your worth because you want to make somebody else feel better? It is not your responsibility to babysit other people's energies and emotions. It is not your responsibility to take care of anybody else from but you. So if other people are upset by you standing up for themselves yourself, then like long story short, like bye Felicia. Like we don't need that unless it's like people you actually have to deal with and you can have conversations with them. And it might be a shock. I remember one time. Um, it was a, I want to say it was like six months ago, maybe longer than that. I don't know. I was a very quiet, reserved person when I met my husband. My husband, I was very shy, very nothing, like the polar opposite of who I am now. So he has witnessed this transition and this shift. And he said something to me and I said, please don't speak to me like that. I'm not going to be spoken to like that. And I don't even know what it was, but he didn't really, it was something he said offhand. And normally I would just like roll it off and let it go. And I'm not like, he's he's never he's like it was just like anyway it was a funny situation anyway and I said something I said um can we not like speak to me like that I don't even know I don't even know what it was but he goes who the fuck are you now and he he was just like how this face is like he's like you've never stood up for yourself around me not that he's never I've never had to stand like we have an amazing beautiful relationship there's there is there is zero toxic well there's toxicity in any, any relationship it was it was just like this whole moment of I, I normally would just like let conversations slide or just like let things slide. And I'm just like, mm -mm, you're not talking to me like that. No, thank you. And for me to say that to, especially a, you know, my husband, very masculine, I have deep masculine uh, wounds, deep, all those wounds. So for me to do that, it was like, holy shit, something has shifted in me because I was so deep into my people pleasing that I would have ignored the comment and just like, let it roll. And just never stood up for myself. And he like, he even, he saw that shift. And he's like, who, like, seriously, he's like, he's like, who the fuck are you right now? And I'm like, hi, it's me. I'm amazing. It's me. Um, so, so when you are going through this, it's going to be messy. It's going to be hard. It's going to be yucky. But I promise you, just having this awareness, if you've made it this far, yahoo, um, 
you can you can take notice and you can start shifting things incrementally. 1% shifts. You know, when somebody asks you if you want to do something, instead of saying yes, like you normally would do, say no. Just say no. And you don't have to offer excuses because again, not their not their business. If somebody's like, why can't you? All you have to do is say no. If somebody starts having a conversation with you and you don't like the way it's going, you can say like, I don't agree with this. I'm going to, whatever it may be, but you are in charge of your own life and it's not your responsibility to take care of anybody else. It's not your responsibility how anybody else reacts. It's not your responsibility how anybody else lives. The only person that you have responsibility over is yourself. So I'm encouraging you to stop being the doormat because you're not the doormat you're the fucking archway you're the fucking doorway where people be like i am so glad that i am in your presence carrie whoever whatever whoever's listening to this insert your name here that's who you want to be you want to be the light you want to be the bright because when you stand up for yourself you are creating a ripple effect of the people around you because they've seen you they've most likely seen you being a doormat and they've taken advantage of you and all these things. But when you stand up and you say no more, no, thank you. Uh, not available for this anymore. Cause you're not, you're not available for any of this anymore. That is a decision that you're making as of this day forward. You're no longer available for people pleasing and being the doormat. When you do that, you create a ripple effect. The people around you will see it and that will grow. And when you do that light spreads and then it spreads to the next person and it spreads to the next person. And that is why we're here. So I will leave you with that. I love you so much. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time. Bye. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you are truly committed to your goals and open to miracles. I am so proud of you. If you want to get more Carrie, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Your experience means a lot to me. So I welcome you to leave an honest review and you can follow me on social media at Carrie Briggs Coaching. If you really want to get in on the action, sign up for my monthly membership, Unlock Yourself, or reach out for more powerful one-on-one work. I love you all so much. See you next time.